I remember I went to a 70.3 race in Des Moines and I was like, I think I've got two races left in me. Otherwise I'm going to have to retire and like just move on from this. And I remember that day these storms rolled in and it looked like the race was going to be canceled. And I felt like I was going to like, I was just cry on my hotel room bed. And it was just like, what am I, you know, like I'm trying as hard as I can here and I've got like one opportunity left and it's not going to happen. And then we ended up having a race and I won and I was like, okay, so maybe I'm good at this. And then I won New York City like a couple weeks later. And there were so many defining moments because I feel like there were so many up and downs through my career there um, and just different, like different phases. It's almost like there was 2016 Jason and there was 2019 Jason and now there's 2023 Jason and it's almost just, just like totally different like parts of my life. Welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. We are Jess and BJ, and this is the place where we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose. A founding intention of this show that serves to remind us all that we're never alone and that we're capable of achieving anything we put our minds on. All we need is the willingness to begin and the discipline to stay the course. Today, we are delighted to welcome professional triathlete Jason West to the show. He is a man who has his sights set on being the best in the world, and with decades of disciplined work ethic behind him and belief in self, we have no doubt he will be successful in fulfilling his dream. Jason is currently ranked 16th in the world and third in the U.S. according to the Professional Triathletes Organization and within that, second in the world for his run. Jason started his triathlon career at 16 and acquired a high level of mental toughness early on as his training consisted of one speed, full gas. Jason continued to race through college where he studied kinesiology and then headed to Boulder to pursue a triathlon career. In 2023 alone, Jason has taken the W at Clash Miami and the famed St. Anthony's Triathlon, second at Ironman 70.3 Oceanside, and fifth at the PTO European Open. Jason specializes in middle-distance triathlon and has roots in Olympic distance racing. We've been looking forward to this podcast even before Jason said yes, and we are grateful that he's here with us today and for his generosity in sharing his experience with all of you. Jason West, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for the amazing intro there. You really made me sound sound good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to speak the truth here, Jason. Mm-hmm. The truth. Um, in our in our research, you know, uh, going back and and listening to you on other podcasts and and what people have written about you, we 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 understand you're self coached, but you keep a you keep a close network of of advisors, we, we could say. So your wife is your swim coach. Um, maybe you could dish up the latest swim session she has, uh, served up for you and how you performed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I definitely, like you said, I, I kind of handle the program as a whole, but I, I take the approach of like, how can I just gather people around me that will maybe, you know, do a better job that I can do or enhance what I'm doing and maybe just, you know, um, listen to people that that know more than what I know. And, uh, my wife has a great swim coaching background and, uh, yeah, I don't know. She took over probably in like 2019 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, ever since like we made a lot of good progress and for the most part, my swim's been like bang on where it needs to be. Um, we're always trying to get better and we're trying to 
really elevate to swim with you know the 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 elite of the elite in the sport so um yeah i I would say swimming's not my favorite thing so i don't know that she gets like a ton of excitement from me about it um i should be like what do you want to do and i'm just like i don't care just just write just write whatever you you think i should do and i'll do it and um you know i mean she knows i'm gonna you know work super hard and i'll do whatever she says and uh yeah but it's um it's just a, a bit of a fun dynamic, I guess, to have have your wife telling you what to do when you get to the pool. And um, but yeah, it's been been super helpful for my process. What uh, can you share, like a specific set that maybe has been really worthwhile, but you had to you had to really just like show up and and get it done despite your likes or dislikes. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'd say like one of the biggest things we've done is be really intentional about the blocks that we're working on. And so we might for like a month, twice a week, focus on like all this VO2 work that's always been really maybe frustrating for me because I'm not that good at it. Um, And she's like, well, we need to get a lot better at it. So let's do it over and over and over again. So, um, but yeah, and then, then we're just super good about, Hey, let's do these like race specific swims that we're doing right now. So it's, you know, trying to swim 3000 yards of work at one minute per hundred or something like that. Um, so just doing that kind of stuff, basically trying to hit those paces consistently and like expand the amount that we're doing. So yeah, right now we're, um, kind of, we've progressed to about 2,500, 3000 yards of work trying to hit that like double O pace. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely been really challenging and, and hard. And, uh, sometimes she writes swims and I'm like, Oh boy. Um, I know it's going to be a lot, but it usually always goes, it goes really, really well. So, um, yeah, it must be working. Yeah. How do you work with that? That's something really important for athletes that the thought comes in that says, this is a really challenging workout. I don't know if I'm going to do, or maybe I don't want to do it. (laughs) And then you're able to shift to like, I know this is in my best interest or, or there's going to be something on the other side of this that I can I can take from it. How do you bump up against that, like, and move and continue to move forward? Yeah, I think if there's there's like a an ideal amount of nerves that you get when you go into something where that's probably right about the perfect workout. Like if you're absolutely terrified, <laughs> it's probably too much. And if you're not, if you're looking at it like it's going to be easy, well, it's probably not going to make you better. So. I think there's this sweet spot of, I know I'm going to have to work really hard and I'm a little bit nervous because I'm not sure that I can do it. And then that is how you elevate to this level of like, oh my God, I I, like, I did do it. Right. Um, so yeah, I think you, you need that, that little bit of challenge. And then I think you also have to just, just let go of if you fail, then you fail. And it's, you know, it's a Tuesday afternoon, like who really cares? It's, uh, that's how you get better. Like in, in a lot of ways you want to fail on the daily basis so that when you get to race day, it's like, you've done all these super hard things to prepare you. And then like, you're not going to fail that day because of how much you've challenged yourself. So, um, yeah, I think it's, there's just like a sweet spot of challenge that, 
definitely helps you, you know, reach those flow states and reach, uh, allows you to progress a little bit. And, um, if you can kind of dial in and slowly progress what that challenge is, then it's just, uh, it makes it fun in a way, right? Because you're, you're discovering new things. You're maybe growing, you made yourself better. And I don't like swimming to be honest. Uh, it's just like pretty boring, but it's, incredibly fulfilling to me when I succeed at it because like going all the way back to my starts in the sport, it was always the thing I struggled with the most. So when I have success at that, it's incredibly fulfilling. Um, and I think if you can get that feeling, then even if you maybe don't like hopping in the pool every day, it's like, there's this bigger purpose that keeps driving you and, um, makes you enjoy it and make you love it still. Yeah, it's always holding that bigger picture than just kind of like, ugh, I don't feel like doing this. And I think a lot of people can just fall right into that, ugh, I don't feel like doing this, and not remember that, you know, there is something bigger on the other side of the workout or it's contributing to something, maybe confidence for something that they're going to present at work or a conversation they need to have with their coach or, or whatever it may be. So, what I've picked up in just, um, you know, in, in watching you race, we've seen you race. Uh, we, we live right down the street from the Oceanside course. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, is this work ethic. You have a, you have a strong work ethic, and uh, which I believe would probably be a non-negotiable for anybody who's going to be a professional athlete. Like, you have to have a strong work ethic. But, and I know you started your triathlon journey when you were 16, but even before that, do you remember just having like a kind of a discipline or a dedication for anything that you were going after, uh, when you were younger, whether that was play or sport or grades? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was somebody who, who really enjoyed working hard and I don't know if it's just the way I was raised and, you know, I was always taught that like, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it the right way, whether you like it or not. Like if you've chosen to do it, you're going to do it a hundred percent. And that was always who I was. Like I, it didn't matter what it was. I was going to go after it really, really hard. And I liked working hard and I think I had that in me. And then I finally found triathlon and it was just, it just meshed with my personality so well because it took so much work and it was like, I have to train for all these sports and naturally I'm training multiple times a day and it was just really exciting for me. So I think it, yeah, it meshed well with my personality. Like I always just had really high expectations for myself, um, school, sports, like whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I would watch sports on TV and I would want to go out and do something and like something ridiculous and just to emulate it or something. And I, I just had that in me. So, um, yeah, I think like triathlons just, it just fits my personality super well. And I think also maybe the long course realm suits it even better just because of maybe a little bit more how much work it takes. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just love, love doing that, seeing, seeing how much I can train, how hard I can train, all the different ways I can challenge myself. It just, just fits my personality super well. Uh, how about some of those, um, just touched upon it, but those early aged workouts that you had that you can share with us. Cause I, I find that so insightful into uh, a realm of like not getting too obsessed with like how the particulars have to happen, 
you boil it down to really just simply <laughs> getting out there and running. So what did those early, early workouts look like? I, I love this. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, I had no, none of my family or anything had any experience with endurance sports or how you train or anything like that. So you know, jumping out for a recovery run seemed like the most useless thing in the world to me at the time so i was every day i ran i was running like five miles for time i had this this loop around (laughs) where we lived and it was it was like two and a half miles and then if i added an out and back i could make it 5k back when you had to measure distance by like you know, putting the magnets on the bike and based on how many rotations of the wheel and I would go out and like measure courses and <laughs> things that now seem ridiculous, but that's what you had to do. Um, so yeah, I would just, our, our, uh, our driveway was about hundred meters long and I would jog to the end and start my watch and I was full gas. Um, and I, you know, I knew exactly where all the mile splits were and how, how I was running. And so, yeah, I would, uh, basically like three days a week, I was probably running 10 K for a PR. And then I had certain bike loops and I would just like add up five, six mile bike loops to like however long. And I would time myself and I was trying to get faster constantly. And, um, yeah, uh, back when like at that time, I don't even think I had a bike computer. I would take like a really old school iPod and I would start it on my driveway and I would, I would leave. And then when I got back, I would check it, you know. So it was like just you had no idea how, how you were going until you got back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I once a week, I think I used to swim 1500 in the pool all out. <laughs> so just stuff like that. I mean, it was... It was ridiculous, but, um, you know, when you're young and you don't know what you're doing and you're just excited, like those are the things you do and you look back and you laugh at it, but it's, uh, it's just fun because you look back and you're also like, man, I was so excited and I had this passion for the sport. And sometimes you almost have to remind yourself of that because now it's, it's, it can become a job and it can become all these other things and monotonous. And, um, sometimes you have to be like, man, remember, remember what I used to do (laughs) and, uh, like why I did that. So yeah, it's, uh, definitely learned how to, how to go hard all the time. Um, but yeah, I got, got a whole lot smarter as I went and learned from so many people. And, uh, yeah, now, uh, I would never recommend anybody do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they still are because yes. uh, typically, you know, when a lot of times when athletes sign on, uh, you know, for coaching, it's just, you know, the whole thing is just gray zone, you know, and just training too hard and, you know, they're not seeing the gains that they want to see. And, you know, we're not going to see gains when we're just like redlining it every workout. But I don't believe there's any mistakes. And I think that there is no effort that is a waste. And so did you ever feel either mental or physical that, that those full gas training sessions, did they, did they pay dividends? Like, did they teach you something about yourself that you were able to, you know, like it was something that helped your triathlon over the years? Yeah. I mean, I think it just taught me a general sense of almost how to, how to suffer and how to get to that effort level and like mentally cope with it because I was just doing it so often. And 
it's it's a really difficult mental challenge i think when you get to race day and you have to sustain these paces for hours and hours and it's not something you do every day in training you don't go for three hours at race pace like you just you're not doing that because it would destroy you um so yeah i think i learned mentally a lot of how to how to cope with with that pain and how to work that hard for that long and that often and um yeah, it almost just like toughened me up and calloused me physically and mentally. And then almost as I learned how to train a little bit more, it almost became easy and I could take all these easy sessions. And then like when it was time to go, it's, I know how to flip the switch. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I definitely learned a lot in that period. Um, and yeah, it's, that's why it's the, what I'm 30 now and that, Oh my God, I did my first triathlon when I was 16. I can't believe it's been that long. That's feels like an eternity, but, um, you know, I guess you have to learn those lessons over 15 years and everything. And eventually you, you arrive at this place where you're, you hopefully have it kind of figured out. (laughs) (laughs) There's more to, I'm sure there's, there's more lessons for you to learn in this life. (laughs) Oh. Oh Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, mental toughness is super important, right? It's, especially if you're racing at your level. Um, but any of us, you know, that are doing this sport, like it we have to be tough um uh, because it hurts. And it doesn't matter if you're first over the line, last over the line, like there's some there's a lot of discomfort in there in between uh the starting line and the finish line. And so the mental toughness is is good. We need that. But I also feel like mindset is, is more expansive than that, than just knowing how to push through a hard workout. And I'm just curious about your perspective on that or to you, what is mindset training? Um, because mindset is such a big piece of it. And I, and I've heard you speak, I listened to the Greg Bennett show that you did, and I really liked how you were talking about mindset. Um, and it just felt to me that it was coming from more than just the ability to push through a hard workout. Yeah, for sure. I think, the perspective you go into something with largely determines the outcome in a, in a lot of ways and the, the way that you're going to absorb it, the way that you're going to like feel about what's going to happen. So, you know, you're going to be in a lot of pain, but if you've accepted that and you've chosen that you have an opportunity to do this and you're choosing to do it and it's something that you want, then you're going to perceive that in a much better way than, oh, this is something I have to do. This is going to be awful. Um, So simply just having a sense of like that you want to do this and understanding it um, totally changes like how deep you can go, you know? Um, And I think mindset, to me, it generally boils down to, I would say, presence and mindfulness and intention. Those are kind of my three things that I think are a really difficult thing to achieve, especially nowadays. I think we're achieving it less and less, like presence. We have all these things that are taking us away from what we're doing and distracting us, and essentially we're trying to be somewhere else all the time. Um, and the times when we're having the most success and we're happiest, we're really living in the moment and we're being present and we're only thinking about what we're doing. Um, and then mindfulness is kind of how you, where your mind is and why, and just 
kind of taking some time to understand it. Like if I'm annoyed, if I'm pissed off, if I'm whatever, because this doesn't feel right. Like, why am I feeling like that? Am I just hungry or (laughs) am I, uh, you know, (laughs) like, like what is going on that's making me feel that way and really like taking that in and understanding and then intentions just, um, like I'm really focused on what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. Um, and like, I have a purpose with this. And I think if you can have those three things, it's like, you're just a different person. Um, like I think recently I, I went out and raced the skate from Alcatraz and I was just like, not myself that day. And I think it was just, it was all in my mind and it was a very frustrating thing for me because I felt like I had done so much work and I had kind of, sorted out how, how to perform, how to get myself in the right place. And I think, and that, that race really bothered me cause I just like, wasn't myself. And, uh, yeah, I think that just shows how like we're, we're always working on it. You can, you can nail it one day and then another day you're really struggling with it. Um, so it's, it's not this thing that, you know, like you, you do it and it's done. It's just like a never ending pursuit of how you can be better or how you can get back to this point or that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, just something that I feel like I've taken a little bit more time to, to think about, um, because I've just seen how much it can affect your performance. Like all the training numbers can look great, and then you can go out there and just be awful <laughs> or the training look messy and you can go out there and just be absolutely great. Um, based on, and the only difference logically that I can find is what's going on in my mind. So, um, I just think it's something that we probably don't spend enough time on because I feel like there's almost a negative connotation to saying, Hey, we need to focus on what's going on in our mind because like, feeling like you're inadequate because it's all up in your brain. I feel like there's almost a negative connotation to that, but, um, it's just like, so crazy important. And the amount of like mental health struggles in elite level sports, it's just, it's crazy, crazy important. And, uh, yeah, just, just put more emphasis on it. And I feel like it's definitely helped me just really performing to my potential more often. That's been the biggest thing. So in that experience with Alcatraz and investing time and energy and effort and intention and the travel and everything that you put into it, and then you have the outcome that you had, which wasn't ideal, how, how do you not carry that with you, like in a sack into your next like training session or performance, knowing that you can, you can move beyond that, but there, there may be a lingering like, oh, but that was like, that was just not too long ago. How, how do you move on from those experiences? Oh, I think you have to just take a, almost an approach to it. Like, Hey, if your training numbers weren't good and your performance wasn't good and you looked at that and you said, what do we need to do differently physiologically to train? Well, okay. If you felt like you weren't yourself that day, what do you need to do in order to get back? And it's just like prioritizing all the things you need to do to take care of yourself. And, um, through that period, like we had gotten a puppy and we weren't sleeping and it was just like our routine was blown up. And I was, I could just tell in the lead up, I was 
frustrated more often. I was tired. I was irritable. I was like all these things that are just so unlike me because I'm just so calm and easygoing. And, you know, for me to get angry is just like, I don't even know what needs to happen. Like, cause that's just not something that happens to me. So it was like, okay, you need to sleep. You need to take care of yourself. You need to get back to the things that make you feel like yourself. And like, we've really done that. And I've like, I haven't raced since Alcatraz. So the last time I raced, I didn't feel like myself and that, that really sucked. But now I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm like, man, I, I can tell like just inside, I feel like myself again and all the, you know, all the training numbers are great and everything. And then I, I just feel calm and composed and like, I've done all those things to get my mind right. And now I'm just like, I'm just so excited because I want to have another opportunity to go out there and feel like myself. And that's going to feel so good. And I'm just so confident that like, I'm going to feel that way. So yeah, it's just like, you got to know what you need and you have to take care of yourself. I, I tried to limit some of the external noises. I haven't been on social media much, things like that. Cause you got to know yourself and, and give yourself what you need. And, uh, yeah you're just disciplined in doing that just like you're disciplined with doing your training then i think you can just get back to to being you and um yeah just being your best well and i i think i think we we really need that contrast like we really need those days where you know we're we're not quote unquote ourselves and then we go out and we we do something huge right for you it's like do something something huge in front of a lot of people um but would you agree like it if we can look at it we can let it go not make it a part of like our future right like every race is going to be horrible now but we can let it go and we can kind of step back and we can see like okay what what happened there what can i do better and without getting too vigilant about it like okay no puppy like no this <laughs> like have to do this you know because that's 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 not going to feel good either um, but would you agree? It's like, we need those, those situations in life as much as it sucks as a professional athlete to have that happen during a race that we need that to keep that fire stoked, to keep the desire high and to, you know, reach even higher levels of, of what's possible, uh, for, for our, for our lives and for our careers. Yeah. I mean, it, it really validates like the things that you've done that, have helped you when you then get a little bit lazy with them or something. And then it, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen the same, you know, and sometimes you almost lull yourself into a false sense of security because you get there and you think, okay, I've, I've done the work, but in reality, the, the work never stops and it, you know, like you always have to continue to drive and to move forward and to be improving in all those ways, because in a lot of ways you're either moving forward or you're moving backward and it's very difficult to, to stay the same. Right. So we always need to be trying to move forward. Um, but I think, yeah, just a lot of times it goes back to, to presence, right? Like I can worry about the past and dwell on it or I could say, well, okay, I, I wasn't myself. I, I want to be better than that. I want to be back to my, being myself. Like, what do I need to do today to be better for what's coming next? And, um, like you just accept what's happened. You understand what's, what you need to fix and you just go fix it and you move on. And, um, 
yeah, like I think if you just if you just dwell on what happened, you're just going to be miserable every day, um, whether it's it's good or bad, right? Because I could live in the past of my good results and get complacent, mm-hmm. and then you know I, I probably won't be as happy in my day to day pursuit of what I'm doing because if you're complacent, you're going through the motions. It's just, you know, eh, you just get this eh feeling about it all. Whereas if you're, you're driving forward towards what's next, um, and that's what's in your mind and what's today is in your mind. then that's just like, you're going to be so much happier and perform so much better. So, um, yeah, it's really like, that's again, it's, it's just presence, right? Yeah, I think the the victories too. I was thinking that as you were talking and then you touched upon it. Like the victories too, like you got to let go of those because that can also make you lazy, right? Like, oh my God, I crushed it at St. Anthony's, you know, I won it. And then it's like, you know, just kind of kick back, but that can make you lazy too. So you got to, we got to let go of all of it. Like life is just an ever changing, like ocean of motion, right? And if we're carrying around stuff from the past, the failures and the and the victories, like we're just walking around with a lot more weight that we don't need. Yeah, I think, like I've always said, whether you win the race or you come in last, after forty eight hours, nobody cares. <laughs> it's the reality. <laughs> like you know, if, if you suck, nobody really messages you, and that you know, in a few days, like nobody really cares and if you race well yeah you get all these messages flooding in and things are great but after like 48 hours you're back to nobody caring to be totally honest um so it's like if you live and die by your performances like whether they're good or bad it's pretty like it's not a sustainable life right like you have to be loving the process and working towards the next thing because yeah it's just like you know it, it all disappears so quick and it's just uh in the grand scheme of things a lot of time it doesn't doesn't matter all that much so yeah it's always always moving forward always what's next yeah we're, we're the ones who put the weight on it as good or bad um always and then we get the the media and social to get on board and pick up momentum when simply just having experience like if we if we if we boil it down to just keep having direct experience with the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, and we can filter through that judgment of good or bad, we're, we're basically in that growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. We've all heard that before, like the growth mindset. What can I learn and take away from this? Um, and you mentioned a puppy, which I can't believe it took us 30 minutes to talk about a puppy, but <laughs> what has, what's your puppy's name? Uh, our puppy's name is Winnie. So we had one dog named Lola who we got uh, during COVID. And then, so she's almost four and then we got, um, they're both boxers. Uh, yeah. And then we got another puppy, what, May? Yeah. And kind of, kind of towards the end of May. So yeah, mid-May. So she's like four months old and, uh, she is, uh, super adorable and <laughs> super sweet. And, uh, we're, uh, loving her more and more by the day now. Cause we're kind of, we're mostly past the potty training and, you know, all the things that like, just make you be like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, now we're just like, she's super sweet and the dogs are playing and it's nice. And, uh, yeah, so it's, um, <laughs> It was a little rough there for a while, like way harder than the first puppy. It was, uh, it rocked us for a little bit there, but it's, uh, it's super fun. Yeah. Yeah, You you forget. 
Yeah, you forget. You forget. You, you forget totally what forget like what it's puppy. like to have a puppy. But boxers are busy. I love boxers, but they're busy. Yeah, busy. Yeah. You know, we well, when we got the first puppy, we were we had nothing to do. Like we literally had nothing to do because it was COVID. Like you couldn't even go anywhere. You couldn't like there was so. It was amazing to have a puppy because it gave us something to do <laughs> in a time where we probably really needed it. Um, and now it's like, man, because you just try to like continue your normal life and it's just like, oh my God, everything takes so much longer. And um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was fun. But yeah, I mean, it's great. Like they, they're best friends and they're, they're playing all the time and uh they're exhausted every night because they're jumping on each other all day and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's just been awesome. So when you travel and go away, how much do you miss them? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but it's also nice, you know, if Jess or I leave, like we've got the couple puppies here too. So we're not, you know, you don't feel like you're here by yourself and I've always really loved animals. So they're, uh, just always have a close relationship with them and it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. Yeah. They're good teachers. They'll show you like, they'll show you if you're impatient or, and, uh, I mean, they're all presence too, right? They're total presence. Um, they don't have that ego that we have. So there's no like eye center of the brain and they just, um, they just show us unconditional love. You know, it's like, they don't even need the 48 hours. Like they just, they love you the same, no matter what. Um, but I want to go, I want to go back to a little bit about your career. So when did you turn pro? Did you turn pro in 2016? Oh my gosh. When did you pro? It was, uh, no, uh, let's see. Cause my first triathlon was 2009. <laughs> Let's see, I graduated in 2015. It was probably 2014, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you turned pro when you were in college? Yeah, I think it was between my junior and senior year. I was, I think right. I was, I think I just turned 20. So. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was early on. So, and you know, it's early on, right? You're young, um, you're, you're pro, um, and I'm sure that there was some struggle there, uh, you know, like just getting to a point where you could make it and now you're older married dad of two dogs. Um, was there a breakthrough race along the way? Like a, almost like a, um, kind of a, like an equator in your in your professional career where it was like, okay, yes, like I can do this. This is gonna, this is gonna be something that is a, can be a sustainable career for me. Yeah, man. I mean, there, it's such a long road and there's been so many, I feel like days that I think back to that were so massive and each one is like for a different reason or a different period of my life that was really hard and it got me through it. And I think early on it was, it was like when I was still in college, it was really fun. I was going after this new thing. I remember the last year they had lifetime Chicago. I raced that and I came in fourth and I think Bennett won that day. And I think Hunter was second and 
I have no idea. I, I remember running by Tim O'Donnell and stuff like that. So at that time, you know, when you're a 20 year old kid, it was like, you know, there's just like pretty much all your idols and you're racing with them. And I mean, I think that day I made $1,500 or something. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, I think it's like the craziest thing. Um, so I remember that. I remember my first Conti Cup podium. I was still in college and that was new to me because I, when I was coming through, I, and getting into triathlon, I had no idea what draft legal was. I didn't know there was a junior pipeline. I, I had no idea about any of this. I was just, you know, entering the biggest local races I could find and, you know, trying to win. Like, that was that was it. So then I discovered that. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm kind of good at this. And then I remember when I qualified for the national team. And that was like, I don't know, f- several months after I had moved to Boulder. And... Um, you know, that was tough because then I was transitioning into kind of like real life and you've got all these bills and you've got to find a way to make it work. And, you know, I moved to Boulder with basically like a couple thousand dollars to my name and no job and nothing. And I was like, I'm just going to do this and make it work and find a way. Um, so yeah, I mean, there were a lot of days like, like that. And then for me, a lot of the times COVID was a really, really difficult time. I felt like right before it, I had kind of quit all my jobs and I was finally living the life as a professional triathlete. I felt like I had worked so hard to earn it. And then COVID kind of threw me right back, like, you know, how many years prior. And it was like, I was back into the struggle and everything. And then, um, I remember I went to a 70.3 race in Des Moines and I was like, I think I've got two races left in me. Otherwise I'm going to have to retire and like just move on from this. And I remember that day these storms rolled in and it looked like the race was going to be canceled. And I felt like I was going to like, I was just cry on my hotel room bed. And it was just like, what am I, you know, like I'm trying as hard as I can here and I've got like one opportunity left and it's not going to happen. And then we ended up having a race and I won and I was like, okay, so maybe I'm good at this. And then I won New York City like a couple weeks later. And, um, yeah, so like there were so many defining moments because I feel like there were so many up and downs through my career there. Um, and just different, like different phases. It's almost like there was 2016 Jason and there was 2019 Jason and now there's 2023 Jason. And it's almost just, just like totally different, like parts of my life, you know? Yeah. It's never one thing, you know, it's, it's never one thing. It's never, it's never one race, but it is like, it is that experience where it's just, I mean, and this is, this is the, this is the story of all the great movies that we love and everything is this like, just when you think there's no hope, you know, and the storms are rolling in. I mean, this is so symbolic. The storms are rolling in, (laughs) like you're going to be in your hotel crying and then the race happens and you win it. And it's always like at that point where, where most people walk away, it's like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going. And then that, that thing happens and it, and it happens not a moment too soon and not a moment too late. And as much as you want to like have a preview that it's coming or have it come sooner, it's like the timing is always, it's always so perfect, I think. And what I've realized about these movies that we all love, I realize this as I continue to just like be awake in my own life 
is like these movies always end, like if this was your movie, Jason, it would end with winning in Des Moines, right? And everyone would leave the theater and they'd be like, oh, he's set for the rest of his life. But what it doesn't show is like, you know, maybe three weeks later you have a crappy race or like you have that feeling again, like, oh God, I don't know if I can do this. And so it really, it's never one thing. It's, it's a million things and it's ongoing. And you've touched upon it earlier in the podcast. It's just there's always going to be lessons, but if we can look at at life as like there's lessons, they're life lessons, not hardships um, that will always continue to grow. And I think that, and, and that's all in mindset, right? Perspective, which you talked about, like you get to do this. You don't have to do this. You get to do this. That I think we can show up for those lessons and we can show up for those um, great moments and, and tough moments with a perspective of like, it's for you, like this is for you. But I love that story because it's so typical of the story of like, right when you're about to walk away, it changes. Yeah. I think it goes like, you really have to bet on yourself in life when you're really going for something. Um, like the day I qualify for the national team, when I look back and think about it, I'm like, this was bonkers. Like this was totally crazy. I, I remember I booked a flight to Columbia and I had like $50 left in my bank account. And I was just like, it's all good. We're going to go and I'm going to win. <laughs> and I went and I won and I qualified for the national team and they, they handed me an envelope of cash for like 900 bucks or something like some ridiculous. And I, you know, I felt like I was, you know, in Willy Wonka and he was like, here's your golden ticket and run home as fast as you can. And don't let anybody stop you. <laughs> Cause it was like everything I had. Um, and when you look back, you're like, man, this is crazy. Um, like, why would anybody do this? But you've got to bet on yourself and you've got to believe in yourself and, and know that you can do it. And like, I wouldn't have any of those amazing experiences that have taught me, like, look at how much you can overcome and look what you can get through. Because if I never tried to do those, I, I, I wouldn't have learned that. So, um, yeah, it's amazing that when you basically just keep showing up and you never quit and you just find a way to give yourself an opportunity like you're and you really want it you're probably going to go get it so um it's just like triathlon or anything else in your life if, if you really want to go after it and work hard you know you can probably achieve it do you line do you well let's let's stick on that do you believe when you line up on the start line of any race that that you're gonna put yourself in the position to, to win overall and that you will rely on that, you know, that run split to pull you through because you've, ex you've experienced that in the past and it's like your, it's like in your back pocket. Do you, do you line up like that? Yeah, I just, I just line up knowing I just need to do my thing. I don't line up thinking I need to do anything special or spectacular or something I haven't done, something that I, that my training hasn't shown I can do. I, I just need to know that if I show up and I do my thing, like it's going to be good. Um, I'm going to put myself in a position and, and who knows, like I'm racing hard. I'm feeling good. Like I, I'm probably going to find something out of myself that maybe I never have before. Um, so that's, what's exciting. Like it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's just like, Oh, I'm going to win because I don't know that thinking about that actually helps you win. <laughs> um, it's like 
you're thinking about the result instead of thinking about what you need to do to create the result. So, um, I'm always just like, you know, I, I, I just need to do it. I need to know what I know how to do. And, um, like if one thing doesn't go well, then I'll rebound in some other way and try to get through it because I've had so many races that I've won or done well in where it looked like a train wreck in this area or that area. And you just find a way to maybe overcome that in a different way somewhere else in the race. And, uh, yeah, like lucky for me, I, I run pretty well. So I know I always kind of have that in my back pocket that I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can give up X amount of time or I can whatever, but, um, yeah, it's just, I line up and I'm just like, let's just do what I do and see where it puts me today. Do you think, uh, do you think your fastest half, uh, marathon is still ahead of you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I, I reasonably think I'd like, I don't see any reason why a one Oh five off the bike is not possible. Um, especially with, you know, years and years of more work or I, I feel like I could almost run it now, um, on like the perfect day. So, um, it just, you know, that, that kind of stuff takes the perfect conditions and the perfect course. And a lot of that stuff is kind of out of your control. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm hoping that in Finland, I bring something better than I've ever shown before. And, uh, like my, my training's been better than it's ever been. So if I'm ready to go and I'm ready to push really hard, it's, yeah, I don't see why not. And, uh, if, if I didn't feel like I could continue to get better, I think I might almost at that point be ready to walk away (laughs) just because once I'm just like maintaining or I'm going through the motions, I think this is just so darn hard that like, I don't know if I would have enough purpose left. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly I think these are probably the prime years of my life, the next few years or whatever, and trying to put as much in to it as I can. And, uh, yeah, I, sometimes I, I look at things and I want to make some big goals and a lot of people might say it's crazy or it's stupid, but, um, you know, I, I'm starting to wrap my head around maybe Ironman and some goals I have there. And, you know, I, if I do that, I don't want to just be a part of it. I want to push it forward and do some special things. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, like how, you know, the PTO and the hundred K distance, how that's kind of, uh, changed the game for middle distance triathlon in that, I mean, you could potentially, race this distance and, and race these hundred Ks and 70.3s and make a, make a good living at that. Like, is there really a need to go to Ironman, which was really the traditional path, right? It was like half Ironman to Ironman. Um, and you know, you really, you want to have that desire because Ironman is, is so much, but, um, yeah. How do you feel like that's changed, changed the game or for the trajectory for, for triathletes as a, as a profession? Yeah, it's definitely created a dynamic where you you do not need to do Ironman if you don't want to do that. And to be honest, a lot of people 
they they, they don't. It's too long, and it, they just don't enjoy that as much. Um, I've I've never done it, so I can't like speak too much on it. I just obviously in my mind it looks like a really long day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's been exciting because to me the middle distance it still feels like racing. Like you're really close with your competitors and it's tactical and it's dynamic. And so it still feels like you're really racing. Um, and I really enjoy that. So for me, it's been, there's so much opportunity now over this middle distance and I don't want to rush to go like all the way up to Ironman or something too long. I think it would really benefit me to, to get really, really good at this middle distance if I can. And, um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's been fun. I like it and it doesn't hurt that there's great financial opportunities in it, um, with PTO. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think if Ironman to me is almost like if I'm looking for a big challenge and I want to go after something and I'm motivated to do that and I want it for more internal reasons to like, Hey, I want to experience this and I want to to feel it and, and everything, um, then, then go do it. Uh, and for me, it kind of has to make sense with, with where it is. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's just, it kind of just gives me the, the space to say I can do whatever I want and it's all going to be good. Like just go be you and chase your dreams and, you know, specialize in, in what you love most. And I get to do that. And so, yeah, hopefully, Hopefully it sticks around for a long time. It sounds like there's a, you're curious about that longer distance though. It sounds like there's a little bit of an intrigue there. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you asked me a couple of years ago, I'd probably say it's stupid <laughs> to be honest, but, but yeah, the more I think about it and like, I'm looking at it and I find myself dissecting splits a little bit more and things like that. And, just being a student of it a little bit more um, and trying to learn what I can just through like research and what's going on and how the races play out and all those things. And it's, if you're doing those things, you must be a little bit interested in it. Right. So um, I'm definitely going to do it at some point. I just don't know when, um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I would love to, Hey, what's the fastest run that's ever been done? And let's go for it. Like something like that, because that would be super motivating for me to like try to do something nobody's ever done before. Um, like that would be, you know, that would drive me real a lot. And I think even if maybe the training gets obviously a little monotonous and it's really difficult and, um, you know, you're not ripping 400s on the track anymore, you're doing all this long and it's, it's, it's different. Right. Um, but I think somebody with a strong mind and, um, who really wants to do that, you, you can push yourself pretty hard for that long. So, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. it. We will. Um, what is the fastest run split at an Ironman? Do you have any of that data? Patrick didn't, uh... I think Patrick is oh, Patrick. 30 on like two occasions. 230? Yeah. That's, That's fast, fast. <laughs> but not impossible. No. And it's, I, I don't think anything is impossible, no. um, but you got to get your mind on board. Like you have to want it. You have to stay focused. Like you have to, I, I have a question for you is like, you know, when we're looking at something and we really do like with the mind, 
we have to get a hundred percent on board with it to really, for, for something really big, I think that absolutely we get the mind on board. We keep our focus going. Um, it, it can't not happen. You know I mean? We, we could look back at like Einstein's theories. Like, I mean, it can't not happen, but the thing that happens is that people entertain doubt about it. And so I don't know if you experience doubt. I would think probably you do as a human, but how do you, how do you nullify it or work with it or dismiss it? Or what's your experience with doubt? Yeah, we, I, we all experience doubt, um, for sure. And yeah, like, I think like you've said, trying to be all in on things like Iron Man, you can't be half in on it. You got to be all in. You got to know why you're there. You got to want to be there. Um, and even amongst all those things, you're still going to have, you're going to have doubt. And I think in some ways it's a good thing. Like if you don't have any doubt, well, you must not be challenging yourself. So if you're not doubting yourself, you already know you can achieve it. It's no big deal. You're like it's easy. Right. And nothing worth doing is really easy. It's, it's gotta be really challenging. And with that challenging, you're going to have to deal with doubt. I don't know if I can do this. Um, and I guess I, I kind of get rid of that just by letting go of the negative of if I do fail, right? Because so what if I do, if I do fail this, like what's the worst that's going to happen? I I can try again. (laughs) Like I don't achieve it. And there's a million more races. That's the amazing thing about sports is, you know, world championships happens every year and all these races, there's always another race. And if you want to go after something, you can always try again. So doubting whether it's possible or not, that's good. That means you're going for something that's that's greater than anything you've done before and you're challenging yourself and that's, what's going to make you grow. And if you fail and you know, who cares, you go after the next one. And I, you know, I think, uh, Dr. Seuss says it, said it the best when it's those, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So, you know, the, the people in your life that like care about you, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> you know, like my wife could not give a shit if I win or I in 20th place. Like she just wants to see me happy and do what I love. And, you know, I'm going to come home and life's going to be great. So, um, you just have to kind of let go of that. And there's, there's just so much freedom in that when you just let go and you're just like, you're just going to see what happens. It's, it's an amazing feeling. So yeah, just, uh, it's, it's a tough, um, balance, right? Because you're super passionate about something and you care about it so much, but saying like releasing the result, basically that it doesn't matter. It's this incredible paradox and you have to kind of live in the middle of it. And, uh, that's a really challenging thing. Well, yeah, that, that, that's where the growth is. I mean, that's balancing that attachment and we're constantly attaching and detaching, attaching, detaching. Like when you surrender to like you, you invest and you put all that effort in there. Right. And, and you're supposed to be committed. And then the question is like, well, how, how am I not supposed to care about the result? Am I supposed to not care? Just not do it, not attached to it. But yes, that is the very essence of doing the work for the sake of the work. Like you love it. Like you found your passion, you love it. And, and what's great is you understand once it becomes more of a job or, and you're ticking the box and you're not finding joy, 
you, you have that clarity that it's probably not ideal to pursue this. Like you're okay to, to go in another direction, but as long as you feel that, that desire, that passion, you don't see any other way. And to me, that's, that's the all in. You just keep pursuing this until you see signs that it's not, you know, not, not going to be pursued. It's just not aligning anymore. And that's okay. And that's okay. Playing in that realm of seeking the fastest run split at Ironman. Mm -hmm. But if it happens or if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be totally fine. That's confidence. That's, that's a, that's a dangerous place to race and dangerous for your competitors. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I definitely look forward to the day where I'm not a professional triathlete in a lot of ways because I get to wake up and just worry about my family or make sure everybody else is okay and has it. And I don't have to worry about me. Like I really look forward to that day. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like this is what I'm doing right now. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to be doing this. This is what I want to do. Um, and it's like, yeah, there's there's so much power and I'm doing this because I'm choosing to and I want to and I could walk away and be perfectly happy. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's a very makes you very dangerous because you're just like you're out there to push yourself as hard as you can and you're never going to quit because you want to do that. Like, you know, um, like your, your, your competitors know you're not going to quit on it. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing place to be in life, right? Like whatever you're doing, if you're just choosing to do it because you love it. I mean, it's uh, to wake up every day and, and choose that and not feel like you have to do it. Um, there's just so much power in that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, uh, so what's next for you? I, do you, do you still have a pretty exciting August? I do. Yeah. We've got a, a wild August. So um, the U S opens coming up in about a week almost. Yeah. We're almost a week out. Um, so, and then two weeks after that is the Asian open in Singapore. And the week after that is 70.3 worlds in Finland. So it's, uh, I, I haven't raced much, you know, I've had, I've been home for like, I think I've had a three month span here where I left to go to Alcatraz for, I think I was gone. I don't know, a little, 48 hours or just over that, um, two nights basically. So it's been like, I feel like I haven't raced in an eternity and I've been seeing a lot of racing, but I knew I had this crazy month of August coming up and I was like, I'm going all in on it and I'm going to train and get fit and arrive there and like, just really try to be my best. So, um, yeah, I mean, at this point the work is essentially done. I've had started my taper, um, had a few easy days. So I've been chilling and feeling good. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's like, I just have such a guy, I have a real, such a good feeling. Like I feel like I'm in a good place and the training's been super good. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, just excited. I, I love these opportunities to race against the best athletes. It's just, uh, it's, it's a pretty special feeling and we get to do it more often now with these PTO races. So yeah, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah. You're, I can, I can see it in your face. You're pretty pumped, uh, for what's coming. And so thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, we were, I think we were traveling. We didn't have like a lot of availability for this podcast. And I was really psyched to see that you had booked it before this big August. And thanks so much for taking the time to do that. So now we can all be, um, 
with you on these races throughout this, you know, this next four or five weeks. Uh, super exciting. We're pumped for you. Uh, can't wait to, to see you do your thing because yeah. we know that that's, that's what you do when you line up. So yeah. So I just want to thank you, Jason, for your time today. Any, any final words for our, our listeners who are on the edge of their seat? Oh, you know, if you're out there, it's going to be age group nationals. So there should be a, a lot of fans out there. Definitely give me some extra shouts and, uh, you know, yeah, just, uh, spread positivity and get us all feeling good. So, um, thanks so much for having me and, uh, yeah, it's going to be, going to be a wild month, but I'm excited. Yeah. So are we. Thanks so much. Yeah.